One hand in the air, if you don't really care Two hands in the air, if you don't really care It's like that sometimes, I mean ridiculous It's like that sometimes, it's shit ridiculous One hand in the air, if you don't really care Middle finger in the air, if you don't really care It's like that sometimes, man, ridiculous Life can be sometimes ridiculous huh? I'm so appalled, spalled and bald huh? Bald and Donald Trump taking dollars from y'all huh? Baby, you're fired, your girlfriend hired but if you don't mind, I'ma keep you on call We a butter law, we don't give a fuck about y'all I got dogs that are chew a fucking hoe Hey, what's up everybody? Yeah, welcome to episode 6 Ignorant Bliss Podcast With your boy, Julian Lytle I think I'm gonna start this week's episode um, Reflecting a bit on a uh, the passing of Dwayne McDuffie. Um, Dwayne McDuffie was a pretty important guy in the comics field. Um, he got into Marvel in the 80s. Um, he helped create Damage Control, which is a book basically about the people who clean up all the damaged superheroes. Um, he wrote... The second Deathlock, or third, Luther Manning, the one I really, the only one I really know, like the black guy that became Deathlock and talked to his computer brain. Um, he was pretty good, you know? He was a really good writer. He later on, he went on to um, help found Milestone, which was a comic company that made superheroes that were diverse. See, a lot of people might talk about they were black, they were... It was more than just like black. It was, I guess you could probably say it was, you know, to use a current term, it was more urban because there were Latinos, there was, there were women, they were gay, straight, black, it was white people, there were gang members, there were teenage mothers, and there was everything was in it. It reflected a, a society that really wasn't really seen much in that time period in comics. You know, um, you say Marvel and DC, you could say like DC, yo, it's like a world full of ballers. There ain't really that many poor people up in DC. You know, everybody got some good jobs or they rich or they like super duper powerful. Marvel kind of started out, you know, they say Spider-Man was, you know, he's always a hustler, but you know, it was pretty easy, you know. Steady paycheck, you know, he did all the right things. Eventually, just a big ass click anyway, you know. All the guys mad though, chilling mansion. Something happens, they go fight it, you know. X Men is cool, everybody likes them, but you know, they ain't really, they ain't broken either. You know, they got a couple rich people, you know, help take care of the bills, buy the food and stuff. So, you know, Milestone was important, he gave us static. Saga was one of the most popular cartoons of his day. It's part of the DC Animated Universe. Um, which also, he helped write some of the biggest parts of it with Justice League. And Justice League Unlimited being a story runner. Wrote some classic episodes. Then he wrote that speech that everybody likes to call from Superman. The World of Cardboard speech. Um... Yeah, man, he was, he was really important. Um, I met him one time. It was like my first San Diego. It was 2004. 
uh, it was like a black band. I went to that. I saw him on the floor. I just introduced myself, you know, say I like your work. You know, you know the stuff, you know, you should probably say to creators when you get a chance to do it. So, you know, I did it. I think I might have shown him some of my stuff, you know. He gave me some words of encouragement, you know. Dapped up and, you know, I peaced out, you know. It's like a fan moment. I wasn't really in the game yet, you know, 24 and all. But yeah, I always wanted to, you know, go back and uh, talk to him again, you know, maybe once I got on. That sucks, I won't have that chance. Um, yeah, it was a, it's, a, it's a heavy loss. It's a heavy loss. You know, it's really rare, especially in comics, you don't really don't see a lot of public black figures. You're like, he was out there, Dennis Cowan was out there. You know, some, there was some folks, it says some folks that are black, I didn't even know it was black. I learned about that, like, randomly. Like, I was kind of like, oh, snap, he's black. I didn't know that. But, like, Jamie Duffy, yeah, he was on them them DVDs, you know. I paid attention. You know, he was working on that Ben 10. Made Alien Force tight. Awesome Alien tight. You know. Yeah, man. Kind of sucks. I just mean, like, some of us got to step up. Hopefully we get some more diversity back in things. Especially in comic stuff looking real white bread right now. And that's not a real diss to anybody, but it just makes you question some some choices they making, like, like yo, the world don't always look like that. You just make a little bit of changes. You don't gotta kill all them characters that came up in the nineties. You know, some of the characters was cool. Not everybody was a big fan of them white boy characters. It's not saying they bad, just some of them characters, they were so hot, they wouldn't have got canceled. They were so hot, maybe they would have been in a cartoon. You know, hey, pull some out. Dwayne McDuffie. So yeah, man, I saw a movie this week. This joint might come out after it comes out, but I saw it during the week, during the week, week, you know, early in the week, before it came out. It comes out Friday. It's called Take Me Home Tonight, starring um, Topher Grace, Anna Ferris, um, Don Fogel, Dan Fogel, Don Fogel, that guy that was in Fanboys, that terrible movie, which I didn't see much of, or Ball to Fury, which I fell asleep on. He's good in this, though. It's essentially, it's a movie that takes place in the 80s, and it's completely other structure is that of an 80s movie. Um, hero, kind of nerdy, uh, tight group of friends, his best friend, the fool, you know, he makes way through society, but he's the fool, the comic relief, and, you know, platonic girlfriend, you know, girl-friend. It sounds Anna Ferris, being sister. Um, Topher Grace's character went to MIT, graduated, came back, doesn't know what he wants to do, lives with his parents and sister, parents' house. Sister's engaged, about to move out. 
Um, he sees the crush of his high school coming to the Suncoast he works at. He lies that he doesn't work there. He works in Goldman Sachs. And she asks him if he goes to this big party, you know, the big Labor Day party. And it happens to be put on by his sister's fiance. And he's like, yeah. You know, he don't really go to those because in high school he was a geek. Because, you know, he went to MIT. Come on, it's the 80s. You know, so um, essentially, the three of them go to this party and hilarity, adventures ensue. As any of you seen in any, um, you know, 80s young person romp, any John Hughes romp, you know, something, something happens, stuff happens at the party, people hook up, they end up traveling, they get in trouble, car gets stolen. You know, what really stands out about this this comedy is really, if it wasn't the people in it, the movie would have failed. Um, but I think since the people in it had basically helped make it, write it and such, produce it, it's it's successful. It's like a it's like a modern day old movie. Certain things are flipped. But it's essentially, it's still an 80s movie. And it does everything well. I laughed a lot. Some crazy stuff happens. You see some breasts. You know? It's nice. You know, nice good old comedy. You should probably check it out. You know, in the end, you know, everything works out. And he gets the girl. Because that's how uh, the movies roll. Yeah, so take me home tonight. You know, I gave it a plus. Go check it out. You know how I be talking about like I don't be reading them comics right because Mad Comics be whack. So yeah, I was like, yo, I got mad commutes. I be going to these screens. I got some time to kill. Let me read some of the stuff that's going on. You know, all this podcast and stuff. Had them talking about some books. I was like, let me get some of these books a shot. You know, let me let me let me read some DC real quick. You know, before I make it to the the only Marvel book to interest me, which I haven't read yet. Um, so I read Justice League Generation Lost, Brightest Day, Action Comics with Lex Luthor. Now, let's start with the the big two, the bi-weekly series, Brightest Day and Justice League Generation Lost. Yo, them joints is, they're not that hot, yo. Like, they middle of the road. 
It's like, being that they both bi-weekly, you essentially have one of these comics a week, right? So let's just say the brightest day Generation Lost is a weekly comic. Um, yeah, if you put all the past weekly comics together, you got 50 be, 52 being the nicest, right? Then you, you, you go to Trinity. Trinity was dope. A lot of people... A lot of people faked on it. They didn't read it because, you know, the next one, Countdown, was so goddamn bad. Because Countdown was second. Countdown was so bad, it almost basically ruined the weekly concept. That's how terrible it was. Um, Trinity's good. And I will put this one in between Trinity and Countdown because Countdown is the worst. Nothing's going to be that bad again, I don't think. They could surprise us. But <laughs> these two books... They let you make a lot of leaps in logic. And not leaps in real world logic. I mean leaps in, yo, you kind of know how the DC Universe works. Logic. Um, Generation Loss is basically members of uh, Justice League and the National, the Bwahaha League, gets pulled back together because Max Lord was brought back in the end of Blackest Night. And he's hunted, and he's like, yo, I'm going to erase the world's mind at one time. So no one remember me, but these couple of people. This doesn't work on machines, though. And somehow, everybody, somehow, his mind control is so dope that when people look at videos, they see something else entirely. Somehow, his mind control is so dope, it makes everybody think that all that countdown, I mean, not countdown, OMAC project stuff he did. Yo, Les Luce did that, yo. Yeah, I don't get that, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. So you got Booster Gold, Captain Adam, Fire and Ice in the beginning. You know, not hit with it, and they know who he is. And you know, Skeets is there too, and they got like, oh, we got to get him. See, he's going to try to do something bad to the world, which essentially is true. It's, it, it, Max of Law, he's a douche. Um, but no one believes them, and and yeah, there's just some things. It's the 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 big learn hole is the mind, the mind wipe thing. Like it's getting kind of annoying that a human can mind control Superman, can wipe his memory. See, you gotta let that pass before Infinite Crisis, because you know I'm still the John Byrne post Christ Superman. But, you know, after that, after Up, Up, and Away, you know, he got his super intelligence back. And, you know, Superman sung away evil, yo. He he, he hangs out with with Superman, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they his homies. Like, he just go like, yo, what's up, Superman, for? What's, what's, what's cracking, dog? And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm chilling, you know, Superman, baby. You know, like uh, Dr. Manhattan and all, you know, I'm a beast, you know. I said, oh, word, word. You know what I'm saying? Things going on. I'm going to check on Captain Marvel from Earth 5 real quick. You know, that's Superman, you know. Why is this human taking over his mind, yo? He's a super brain. A super brain, yo. Super brain. That don't make no sense. How can he t- how can Maxwell Lord take control of all these things? Let's put it. Why is he that, how is he that smart? He's planning. And he's planning because the super people are bad or... The people got power. Like, what about all the people who ain't got no daggone power? You know? Like, how was he just... 
How how is he mind controlling freaking Lex Luthor? That don't make no sense. It's Lex Luthor. Did he mind control Joker? Who knows? Would Joker care anyway? Not really. You know. Martian Manhunter, they make reference to him. It's like, how are you mind technically, as in terms of telepaths, Martian Manhunter is like far and above anything that the human dude can do. But yeah, that's one of the conceits that took me out of the book in the beginning. I ain't meeting a new Rocket Red, who's super communist. And, you know, he joins the team. They try to freaking talk to freaking guy, but some believes that now Ice tried to kill him or something. I'm like, really? Isn't the ring supposed to protect you from that? Don't he got two rings? Don't he got a red ring? Doesn't that shit burn away lies or some shit? Like, really? Like, them rings is powerful. They're powerful as hell. Was he even on Earth when it happened? That don't make no sense neither. Was this Michael Joe thing reached out into space? You know, that's some old craziness. They meet up behind me, you know, the Blue Beetle. You know, Captain Adam keeps going forward in the future. And seeing the stuff that Max is going to do. And that war happened. And basically, it was the war from Kingdom Come. Which doesn't make sense because they put that on a whole nother earth anyway. How can that happen? That doesn't make sense. It's not like the Joker's going to get old. None of that makes sense. It can't be Kingdom Come because Orion is dead. There's so many things. It's just it, The worlds don't even line up anymore. If it was a Kingdom Come world, Cyclone would be an adult by the time it gets to that. You get the Kingdom Come, she's still a teenager. She's not an adult. So many characters are teenagers in the Kingdom Come, and now since they put them in a the regular book, when freaking Kingdom Come Superman came over, that by the time you reach that point in the future, guess what? They will all be adults. It's just, I don't know. And, yeah. So, they cut the chase. They do a lot of things. Max want to kill Wonder Woman. He ends up killing Magog. What was the purpose of bringing in Magog? If you just going to body him. Whatever. It's just like, they got tired of him. I guess the book didn't sell it well enough. They shouldn't have spun him off his own book and another team book anyway. That was just stupidity. It, it's, oh, whatever. Uh, I'm done, yo. I'm not even saying, like, you can hear this. Y'all shouldn't even be reading that joint. That joint ain't hot, son. All the people that join ain't high, man. You might enjoy it, you know, more power to you, but then it's still not high, yo. And in brightest day, yo, a lot of this book got freaking Boston Brand doing all this stuff. The power of rain, the life entity is not really good. It's like, oh, you can do it wrong, disintegrate you. And there's a crazy Martian chick that got mouths on the side of her head and her stomach. She messing with Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter could kill all plant life for some reason. I don't know what the hell that connects to me and Martian. That don't make no sense. Um, the Hawks end up on a Hawk world with animal people. And freaking Hawk woman, Hawk girls original, well not, whatever. Her Egyptian mother's alive and has set is there and 
Balsam Brain gets it on with Dove, and he's a cheeseburger and visits his grandfather, and he ends up doing all this stuff. And then there's Aqualad they put into it. And why he got dreads is like, hey, we only know how to make one or two hairstyles for black people. It's like, let's give them the same hairstyle as Static. Woo! That's really smart. That's not confusing. I don't know why they didn't just take the cartoon design, which was done first, and just put it in the book. Yo, he got a close Caesar. Yo, he a little bit different. He got blonde hair. Bet. Whatever. Aquaman can't talk to fish. He talked to dead fish. He gets his hand cut off again. Black Manta is an insane black dude. What? It's just... Man, it's just craziness. For some reason, Batman gets the white ring. Because Bell's brand thing's like, hey, Batman must be the protector of the Earth. He's Batman. No, he's not the protector of the Earth. Again, why the hell isn't it Superman? Isn't that what he does? Every time you have a crisis, what stops the big crisis saves the Earth from everything? It's Superman. Not any BS freaking other character. Is Superman. Hey, guess what? The anti-monitor is destroying all reality. Who takes out anti-monitor? A couple Supermen. Oh, no. Blah, blah, blah. It's happening. Dark side is going to end all reality. Who takes care of it? Superman. Superman. Oh, and Paris is crushing all through the earth. Who takes care of him? Superman. Oh, all around. I was like, yo, you saved the world too much. It's going. Everything's going to get super bad. Who stops him? Superman. So many things Superman does. Superman, of course, he's protecting the Earth. He's protecting the universe. Just Superman, I'm sick. I'm sick of this burn era Superman. Burn era Superman is boring and whack. It's not hot. It's too human. It's too too grounded on Earth. I don't want grounded Earth Superman. I want Superman flying around with lion heads and mummy wrappings, being mysterious, uh, insect queens, and crazy stuff, and a Lex planet. And, and, and wrestling people and doing crazy stuff with Jimmy Olsen. That needs to come back. I don't understand why he's not the freaking protected goddamn Earth. Maybe he might be at the end. It's all the stuff with Firestorm. Don't make no sense. I never understand why Ronnie Raymond came back. I don't understand why Ronnie Raymond is instantly back to being a dumb freaking teenager when the last time I saw him in the Firestorm book, the Firestorm was black. And he was like freaking back as a ghost or something. He was a grown ass man. He was an adult, but whatever. And, you know, I read the, the Action Comics with Lex. It was pretty good. Yeah, you know, Lex is trying to get a power ring. He's trying to use remnant energies from the Black Lantern stuff. He wants to make his own power ring, take over everything. Cause, you know, that's what Lex Luthor does. It's written by Paul Cornell. You know, he wrote some Doctor Who. He writes a pretty interesting uh, Lex, you know, smart, cunning, you know, gets stuff done. He has a robot, Lois Lane, that he sleeps with. Yep. Um, Joker is in for the issue. They have a great little dialogue scene. Um, clearly show that they're opposites. They're just as much opposites of each other as Batman and Superman from each other. Perfect foes for their main foes. It's like... Interact great. It's like a it's like a weird version of the odd couple. At least the way Paul Cornell writes them. Pretty nice. The arts 
um, really good. That's the one thing about Brightest Day. I like the art is always excellent, no matter how blah the story is to me. Um, the art was good, but Ash Comics is is pretty decent. I still don't understand why you put in Ash Comics, or I guess why not? Just not enough Superman. Not enough Superman and stuff. It was like, it, it was fun. You know, he fought Law Freeze or something. And, you know, it's, it's out of those three big runs, you know, I'm saying Action Comics with Lex Luthor is the best. It's not super duper awesome. You know, it's, no, it's not like, you know, reading Black Ninjas to be awesome in Naruto or, you know, Luffy have a giant mermaid princess in the mouth of a whale. Taking a sightseeing to buy an ice cream or nothing. But, um, you know, it's pretty decent. And I was, that was, I guess this was the big bulk of, of comic talk for me. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm going to read next. You know, I got some stuff in the, in the, in the, you know, in the queue. Yeah, I talk about it on this joint. But yeah, don't read Brightest Day. Don't read Generation Lost. Both of them joints is whack. Action Comics is gonna make a pretty dope trade, you know, or hardcover, whatever. At least that that's readable. That's that's library worthy, you know. Borrow that joint or something, you know. The other two ways, yo. If you read it, it's yo, that's all you. Just um, I don't think that joint worth them those. Ain't worth them dollars. They slacking on their macking. Yeah, that's about it. I've been watching TV lately. Um, you know, some shows. I don't know if everybody watch them. You know, No Ordinary Family. Um, I think that show was really doing well in the second half of its first season, you know, up in the ante. You know, they're moving things out. You know, the main, I guess, bad, you know, Seventh Heaven, you know, that's what I call a big bad because he was the dad on Seventh Heaven, you know, preaching. Now he's a bad guy, evil science or something. You know, Romy DiMarco makes me laugh as, you know, um, basically uh, Chickless's homeboy and uh, Oracle, I guess, person. And, uh, 
um, you know, they tighten in the group. The sidekicks are more involved. They work kind of together sometimes. The family are each are finding ways to fight crime. Even the kids now like, doing little things. The daughter's got new powers, mind controlling people. It's funny how the son is getting blackmailed by his teacher for the girl he likes. That's all messed up. But I don't know. I think some people don't like the show or kind of get on the show saying it's terrible. It's a well, I think it's a well-done family-style superhero show with a bad guy of the week. Not a too contrived way of having a reason of having powers. And then handling it and moving the plot forward to find out why do they have powers or who's trying to make who's making these people. Um, don't always take you can take even what I say is a grand song, but um, my standard for TV is pretty high. I watch a lot of it. I watch good writing, actors. You know, I'm a, I'm an HBO AMC dude. So, like you know, sometimes. You know, you need to, you know, check what they watching. You know, they're going to judge things. I think if you you watch stuff on Sci-Fi Channel, I don't know if I'm going to trust your judgment, you know. It's like, if you ain't watching, you know, Mad Men or nothing, you know, people say, oh, that's pretentious. Or you judging, like, yo, it's the hottest shit on television right now. You know, you need to watch the Treme, yo. So... You know, you need to see what the heights is on television, you know, see what stuff is really well done. You know, you watching that modern family, something wrong with you, you know. But yeah, you know, I was watching that, you know, I was love watching some Glee, you know. Glee's making some moves. About to put their own original songs on, you know. Stop karaoke for a minute, you know, put some, some original tracks on there. Hopefully they have some good songwriters. You know, they could probably get anybody producing, write some songs for that show, show that they on hot. All the, the tracks they be selling, you know, producing songs, love that, you know, they get this money. But yeah, you know, the blaming the alcohol episode when they got all messed up and they did that Jamie Foxx song and they did TikTok. And man, it's all about the side characters this season. They got Britney's getting shine, Santana's getting some shine, they got the new character, Sam, you know. Brought back some dynamic, you know, with uh, Quinn and Rachel and Finn and, you know, Puck's getting them. I like how you like the big girl. It's hilarious. It's just it was totally unexpected. And yeah, that's my show, though, man. I mean, I mess with Glee. I think Glee's well done, well put together, entertaining. It's like Freaks and Geeks meet American Idol. It's butt jump off. You know, yeah, if you guys ain't watching that Young Justice, if you like cartoons, so you be you missing out, man. They they starting to get hyped up. Starting to get real tough. Animation seems like it's getting better. Also keep on the lookout for that um that Iron Man that's gonna come on G four. Made by um, Madhouse, you know, anime. The Iron Man anime, you know, the Wolverine anime, and then soon enough, the, the X-Men anime. That was just announced. It's going to come on April 1st in Japan. You know, that Iron Man anime look ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's like, this is how Iron Man should always look. It made the Zodiac cool. I don't know how that's possible. Cool-ass robot to the freaking Zodiac. Iron Man got to fight him in Japan. 
And he's evil. Iron Man up in that joint. He blue. Awesome. Blue and silver. Awesome. Animation is stellar. Iron Man should always look like this. This is what I dream Iron Man looking. I close my eyes like, oh man, what's Iron Man like this? When I look at the comic when I was a kid. Closest I got was the Sprite and Marvel Superheroes by Capcom. Even that don't hold up no way to this. When that joint comes on, you should watch it. It's going to be bananas. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's wrapping up. Um, you know, for those who don't, you know, check out my webcomic ants. You know, you can Google search that, you know, but it's ants.jumlino.com. Um, the website for this is ignorant-bliss.com. Um, my friend, um, Ronald Wimberly, known as Deepai, comic artist, he's a Tumblr, which kind of ties in, the, you know, basically like stuff, this kind of podcast or the site was originally about, you know, just random stuff, you know, random hot stuff, you know, conversations and stuff. He's got a Tumblr, he's a d-pi.tumblr.com, check that out, you know. Um, he actually helped me with the name Ignorant Bliss when I was talking. He's like, yeah, that'll be a hot name for for a blog or a site or whatever. So check that out. Check out his work too. It's d-pi.com. You know, he's a he's an established comic artist. He's about to come out with that fire soon. Um, highlight me on Twitter. Um, Twitter.com slash Julian Lytle. Yeah, my name is spelled uh. Julian with an A, not no E or nothing, but it's um, L-Y-T-L-E. Um, I ain't got no email set up for the, for this. It's coming, though. Um, for everybody who's ever left me some stuff on iTunes, thanks. Um, if you would like to, you know, it helps, I guess, you know, promote the show some more. Give it a review. Yo, real talk. The review, bad review. Whatever, you're going to like it, you're not going to like it. Um, but yeah, you know, that's what's up. We on the out right now. You know, see you on the next episode. Oh man, I think I just picked what the outro music is going to be. Deuces.